It's asking me if I'm ready to go. Oh, we are live. Okay. <laughs> Ed Kelly, everything's Gross. working in your studio. Yes. Can you tell us what kind of dope you smoke? Because it's, <laughs> it's not dope. It's dementia. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, seriously, every week it's like, uh, where's it's fine, though. It's, you know it's what? No... It's a Wake and Baker thing. And that's all. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. And uh, Zip, let's get your microphone checked. Make sure it's all good. Check one, two. How do I sound? Like easily, probably. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think it's okay. fine. And uh, we have a big show coming up, so let's just go ahead and start the count. All right, uh, streaming episode number five. <laughs> yeah, like we're keeping track. I don't think I could ever go back to recording in a room with you guys, three rooms, without being able to talk to a live audience uh, because it just feels more vibrant uh, getting comments from people. And uh, you can always uh, send us a comment. Not all of them get on the show. In fact, we don't have a producer today. Dave is out. Uh, he executive produces. So I have to try and do uh, both of that, uh, both of those things. But we have some great special guests tonight. Special guest, Joe Bryant. Yes. Spike O'Neill. Wow. And uh, legendary uh, rock and roll performing drummer, Jeffrey Kathan, who played with Paul Rogers for so many years and with Spike. Uh, and uh, we remember a great broadcaster and friend, all of you in our Pacific Northwest portion of our audience know of Dory Monson. Uh, we'll talk about him a bit tonight. Uh, also, I plan to steal, by the way, everybody does this, but I plan to steal some of Dave Barry's humor. His, And by the way, here's the funny thing about it. I wanted to Snopes it to see if it was really Dave Barry. And? I didn't. I didn't have time. Okay. <laughs> Careful, because he's one of Mitch's yeah. best friends. He's is on he? Every, uh, yeah. He's one of the most brilliant uh, he is. commentators Cons of all time. Consistently. Uh, I read an article called Get Ready for the Rich Session. What does that mean? That's what I wondered, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> That's called a hook. I've got a big announcement about Vermont, and uh, Zip has a, a, an infectious laugh. It's not... <laughs> But that's not the only go. thing about him that's infectious. Um, second time around now. This is his second Isn't that a Shalimar time. song? Second time around. <laughs> Zip is sick again. No, had COVID, took yeah. the Paxlovid, and then have, I don't know, somehow. Should have tried the bright light in the blood like I told you the first time. Listen, hydrochloroquine, you idiot. What's wrong with you? Look, hey, I decided Ed, Ed, to go go with Windex. <laughs> <laughs> it says right there, ninety nine percent. You can disinfect. Perfect. We can look into that, can't we? Disinfection, uh, right? Right. Ed, Ed, you could turn your mic setting down a little. It's blowing out when you do the cool okay. voices. Okay. okay, I can do that. Uh, so, second, is how many months? I have not tested positive for this ever. And here's I'm, the. Yeah, here's the weirdest thing about it, and this is the bizarre thing. So just today I tested, and I tested positive again. 
And the more you look on our godforsaken internet, mm-hmm. you know, oh, don't bother testing in. Once you're positive, you don't need to test for 90 days, and you yeah. may come up positive in the following 90. I've read so many different opinions. I have no clue where to go for half, facts on half it. Half of it's so. horse pucky. Yeah. It is. Fake news. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't do that. Fake news. Fake news. But anyway, well, just there's like a bad so much cold. controversial uh, about again, COVID is controversial. Um, one of the controversial things is that the vaccines may actually be helping these more transmissible variants yeah. explode in popularity because they go around the vaccines and then they're the one that's going to be big. And they're very good at morphing. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but you look great. I mean, it, it's let, let me put it this way. COVID <laughs> now for most people it's just the common cold. It's Head just cold, those yeah. annoying yeah. people who go to the hospital and die. It's that are going to be just like the flu. Yeah. It's a game. handy out for those of you who like to work remotely, though. It really well, yes. is. Or don't want to go to a wedding. Out. Yes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a sorry. destination <laughs> wedding. I hate those. And COVID was branded, so it means something. Like, it'll always be something. We know we killed 1.2 million people in the United States. Uh, and branded born as a strand that ran <laughs> what can you do when you're branded all right so uh to start the show today um thank you guys for being uh the life of the party um you guys know that a friend of mine just passed away um, i don't think either of you knew him or listened to him right no it was no, a west coast no. thing yeah and i was like on the east. was it sudden unexpected uh Yes, uh, he had health issues, but like I'm looking around the room here. Haven't the, we all been there? Yeah. How, how many days ago were you hospitalized? Few. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way, the hernia is coming along fine. He oh, had yeah. health issues, um, yeah, uh, but this was a sudden cardiac event, and oh, man, and and the part about this for me that's, that's scary is this past year I looked into the abyss and expected not to be here. In fact, we're having this fun now because I'm I'm just gonna. I'm going to live every day. And the torpedoes. Yes. Yes. What was that country song? What does it say? Live live every day. Damn the torpedoes and live every day like you're going to die tomorrow or something like that. Live every day like you're dying. Yeah. I went 13 rounds on a bull named Fu Manchu. (laughs) Sure. And so I, um, you know, I'm just going to go. In a way, I'm going like I'm going to live forever, though. Let's start a podcast. Let's stream it. Let's do this. Let's. Well, you have two people. Let's make three. Let's do seven people. That'll be fine and make it more complex, uh, but interesting, I think. Is it just me, Zip, or is his energy higher now? I am telling you, it is. You look better. You look more energized. It's uh, almost like he went on a on the on the exercise regimen and said, "Oh well, if I if, if I'm going to stick around, I might as well be in shape." <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it's uh, really remarkable, man. It, it is. I'm I feel great, uh, but I, I got to say, most of it is the love uh, and companionship of really good friends. And, and Dory Monson, um, I still feel like he's with me as we're both, uh, you know, spiritual believers. Dory, um, when I got sick a year ago, reached out to me and he would contact me regularly. Like, uh, he, he would call every, every month and a half, two months, and he'd say, I was thinking about you, how you're doing? And so to have him suddenly go was, it's just a, the world spun on its head for me. 
in a weird way. And I was really sad um, because we were supposed to talk uh, last week. And I was like, oh, I got to call Dory, got to call Dory. And then I got a call. You're not going to be able to call Dory. And um, he's a huge part. Like, like Ed, you have huge broadcasters like Mitch Album that you work with in Detroit. Yeah. And Zip, you know the great, I mean, there's some good flame-throwing uh, right-wing conservative broadcasters in Boston. Who's the big one that everybody... Wally? Howie Carr. Howie of, Carr. It's, yeah. Sort of. So here's, yeah. here's how to explain it to you. He was Howie Carr. He was Mitch Album. To to the Pacific Northwest people, I, I, I maintain he was the biggest radio personality going right now. His ratings were huge. Um, extremely conservative. You know, Spike has talked about him. Um, and, and yet, uh, so huge, you would listen to him even if you were yelling at the radio. You know what I mean? He's just that big of a personality. You listen to the guy you love to hate kind of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, I use scope. Yeah, in the morning. <laughs> uh, so to um, tell a few stories and talk about what it means to people who are heartbroken when something like this happens suddenly, uh, we have uh, two really amazing people that I love to come on the show. Um, let's see. Do I if I pick which order I put them on? Is that like favoriting? Uh, you can flip a coin, or you can just bring on Jeff. I'll, I'll do it in this order. Here's Spike O'Neill, and here's Downtown Joe. Downtown Joe. Right. <laughs> awesome to see you guys. To actually see you. I, this yeah. is a Bob. You're always on the cutting edge. Now I got to learn how to do this so I can teach my kids. This is good stuff. He does keep us hopping. It was my son Andrew who said, "You got to do video. Just do Zoom." And I was like, "I can't do Zoom. I gotta have like it's gotta have." It's got to have stuff scrolling across the bottom, you know. It's the, got the sanitation. Value. The it's sanitation a, department can do Zoom, Bob. You can do Zoom. <laughs> okay. Everybody can do. Mrs. Johnson's second grade class are Zoomophonic. We can do Zoom. It's the younger what, generation. What's the rules on eating? I mean, I used to always eat <laughs> in our show, but I didn't. I, I guess maybe that's, we had a camera, a but joke. I never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who had the pool? That was that was about forty five seconds. You control the board, Joe. You pick. You control yeah. the board. Joe, what do you have with an arm's reach? Well, you know, uh, and, and this is not a big light of any of, of what we're going to talk about, but I have a a heart healthy mix here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure. It's a, uh, I'm, it's January third, and I'm yeah. once again. Yeah, and I and I've got Purell. Yeah, we're all but we're all watching the rules, Joe. We're yeah. all watching the rules. Sure. I'm trying, to, trying to get uh, <laughs> trying to get healthier, so I'm uh, switching from the uh, all the candy and sweets to some of these nice little snacks. I'm sure I'll make it until the end of the podcast. But if I start to feel a little famished, I'm don't have to j- don't jinx that. yourself. I'll turn off my mic if I do. All right, thanks. You know what, Joe? I can, I can. By the way, I have the ability to do this. I can spotlight Spike, and hey. so when you see someone else spotlighted, that's when you can sneak a few bites in. <laughs> but then you I might just go. Whoops! There you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to start uh, with Joe because he's got the best heart. Uh, Joe and Zip are the two best hearts of anyone I've ever worked with in radio. And no offense to you, uh, other funny guys. 
Um, hey. You've known Dory as long as I have, pretty much. And um, he, you know how important he was to the community. And um, you teach broadcasting. You teach radio to a young generation of broadcasters yeah, that are coming time. up. And I'm going to guess that even though, um, you know, his show would be for older demos than your high school students, I'm going to guess that everyone who's interested in broadcasting at any, at any age knows what a big star he is in Seattle. Uh, most do. In fact, today was our first day back in classes because we've been on winter break. And, uh, of course, a lot has happened in the two weeks. And sure. Dory's passing being uh, very high at the, on the list. And uh, I mentioned it to the students. And uh, one student had even reached out to interview Dory uh, for a career thing. But he's since graduated. So he's he's not in my class. He's at TCU. But one girl says, I knew you would talk about this. My mom told me at breakfast this morning you were going to talk about this, and I did. Now, I don't feel like I was friends with Dory. I know you were. You guys were close friends. I know Spike uh, has been a, a co-worker and gotten to be pretty close. I really was never friends. I mean, I wasn't not friends with Dory, but I didn't hang out a lot. But I did have uh, – we had some things in common, and I really admired. I loved the fact that he could be – so hyper local on his show from the mean streets of Ballard. I mean, this guy born and raised in, in unabashedly Seattle and he, he knew everything. And there was a time on our show where we were trying not to make references to Seattle because we fancied ourselves a national program. And, and I, I really missed <laughs> how that work out missed, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I missed being able to talk about my bar and my, my school and having to be generic. So, and, he, and how ironic is, is it that now we're global? Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, now we all are. And uh, the thing that Dory and I, I think we both had a real passion for was free stuff. Um, he was great <laughs> at, at, uh, at endorsements, and, and I learned a lot from listening to Dory. And you yes. know, I, he didn't pay for much, and, and I I tried to do that as well in my radio career, best Swag I could. And, and really, the the one night, the one day I could say I spent some quality time with Dory was well, we were both getting something for free. And uh, we took our daughters to the circus, and we were both working for the same company at that time. And uh, we uh, we didn't go out and have dinner before and stuff, but we sat next to each other by virtue of uh, just where our tickets happened to land. And that's no, the was, Vegas people are see, always stuck together like that. <laughs> yeah, I could see the love he had for his daughters, the love yeah. I have for my daughter. I mean, that's the things that I know we had a lot in common about was. We loved our families. We loved our city. We loved our sports. Dory worked for the Seahawks for many, many years. And uh, even before he was uh, the the uh, big talk show host, he was working sports at, at Como. And I would see him often as a season ticket holder and stuff. And uh, I don't know, and I, I, it may not even be proper to ask, but I do know he suffered his heart attack Thursday night, which was the – the Huskies and the and the, the Texas Longhorns, and I know Dory was a, was a Husky fan. It might have been totally unrelated, but I have wondered about that because uh, I know he was very passionate about his sports. There's a lot I don't agree with him on, but I admire his ability to, you know, get behind the microphone and stick to his opinion, no matter how wrong I may feel it was sometimes. Um, but he 
was very good at, at doing radio. He was a master. I've heard yeah. you talk about that a little bit. And, and by the uh, way, uh, uh, on that note, to to Zip and to Ed, mm -hmm. the kind of guy who was doing, when he was doing his setup at the beginning of the hour, if you were getting out of the car to go to the store or something, you would have to sit in the car and listen. That's you know that right. kind. Yeah. There's a, there's a rare breed of broadcaster. It's a handful, man. Uh, that can do that. Yeah. Especially solo. I mean, I feel like we trapped people in their cars, but we took five, seven people to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I do it alone. We, yeah. And, and what you mentioned about now we're live, apparently we could take, I don't know if calls or questions or whatever. Dory did that better than anybody. He incorporated his audience into the conversation. Make and even sense. after the so-called consultants and stuff, and I, you know, I'm not in commercial radio now, maybe I'm, things have changed, but, they started saying phone calls are death. Just go to text. It's easier and everything. And I haven't listened to Dory much over the last few years, but I'm guessing he's probably still taking calls because uh, that was a huge part of what he did. Um, and always took time to help people out. I know that. Not just he didn't. He didn't, by the way. Um, radio's gone away. I, is that the case in uh, Boston and Detroit, two guys? Uh, talk And Spike, maybe you can answer this. Uh, talk radio's gone away from taking calls. I think part of it, no, they still take them in Boston and Detroit. Yeah. I, Hell yeah. I, see, I, I agree with this uh, decision that Cairo made because and I've been in Boston listening to Howie Carr zip and I'll be like, Fred's on the phone. Hey, Howie, good to see you again for the fifth time this week. Yeah. And he would, you know, that's he would true. Do the, that's he true. would do the same thing. And I think that Cairo wanted to, and I think successfully, elevate themselves above most talk radio stations yes ed i think the problem bob is that the people that's how i started was screening calls for for mm -hmm. a talk show an am full service uh, ac station and the, they play don't place enough importance in the people that man the per, sorry person the oh. phones sorry about the pronoun <laughs> now you're spot on ed spot <laughs> on am i right listen, you, listen. you would know spike Listen because. them. I want to say thank you them. Thank you them. <laughs> no, but it really is <laughs> yeah. about testing them All out because right. one of the things you do is say, "Hi, what's your name?" Because it gives them something to say. Otherwise, they get, uh, 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 "Is this a radio yeah. station?" You know, there's an art to it. But <laughs> it I, but I also uh, and Spike. If only we knew someone at Cairo who could comment on us talking about Cairo at the moment. But um, <laughs> I, I think that's uh, I love that move. And it makes it harder for your job because you're a solo host. Uh, the, the thing is, and that's right. It's quality control. When someone comes on as a phoner, they've got the wheel of the ship yeah. and without the proper, uh, resources dedicated to phone screening and setting callers up to know how to be, a, interact with the host and not derail the whole, Oh man, I've Remember that time we were in car toys and you signed that girl's bottom. That was, oh, what are you, what are you calling about, Steve? Let's get back to Steve. Let's cut to the chase. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, they just don't dedicate the resources to having somebody in the chair full time to be a phone screener. And it's not that they're cheap. I think Cairo's you're right, Bob. We, they've dedicated themselves to becoming, the hosts deliver the content. Dory was the only solo host. I mean, I do it right. at night, but I have I have a producer that I interact with on a pretty regular basis. The Morning News has, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Dave Ross and Colleen O'Brien. G and Ursula are from 9 to 12. From 3 to 7 after Dory is Dory is uh, John and Cherry. You know, and right. then I have me and Matt do the evening show. So Dory was a solo artist, and he did have callers on, but he had them on as guests. He had regular callers that he elevated to the status of guests because he knew he was going to get from them. 
they right, knew right, what right. to expect and how to interact with him. So I'm still loving this. I'm loving not doing it for a lot of other reasons because I'm a I was I'm a talk radio junkie, as you know. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I never considered that I could ever do any. And I would listen to Rush Limbaugh, and I would hear how uh, Ed, you can take the Limbaugh impression this time. Okay, we'll have to take fine, diddles, diddleheads. <laughs> Uh, but I would hear, uh, Spike, you could be the caller. I would hear these callers and they didn't really uh, like, all right, I'm going to just come out and say it. The host, the talent is wicked smart. I mean, whether you agree with them or not, they've got in their head, you know, they're like a surgeon that operates on your mind <laughs> just with their, you know, with well, their voice. When we did our show, I, I used to liken it to a volleyball team. We would mm. keep the ball up in the air until somebody hit it over the net with a joke. And that's, that's basically how we, what I did baby, was keep my balls in the air, which is why the message ready said I did. Spike, continue your talk about this. <laughs> the, uh, the thing about Dory is he, he played every position by himself. He could keep the topic in the air. And it was like, I mean, he loaded every chamber of his gun with a fact relevant to the topic he had at hand. And he didn't need anybody to bounce things off of or to further the conversation while he formed his opinion. He, I've never met anybody did more research, rare bird, pre prepared better, yeah. um, and 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 fully believed in every argument he was making. I, I used to tell people Dory would bring enough blame for six people. He didn't need <laughs> to tell us, you know. Um, but, and, but, but but Mr. Libtard. Uh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah no 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 it's it's absolutely you're absolutely hold right up, hold up a mirror when you say that to me that's what all politics has become absolutely it's not about what's a good compromise that will help a win-win for both sides it's well, about gonna get me a soundbite well you yeah, we know I'm, I'm not here to talk about dory's points of view i'm here to talk about sure. dory monson yeah. and the guy and I, and I will say this to you guys and since this is going out to the world i'm sure it'll get back to the people here at cairo this is not something I would say on the air here at Cairo, but I don't really care because it's accurate and it's heartfelt. And that's what I, th and I missed a tremendous opportunity in the last six months. Dory didn't work in the station. Dory worked from home. Dory uh, began working from home during the remote, during the time of, of isolation of COVID. And as folks, you know, came back to the studio, both Dory and John Curley worked remotely. And Dory, you know, he could center himself. He could prep himself at home and not have to worry about interacting with anybody. But I had a very ca candid conversation with a coworker who was a dear friend of Dory's and a coworker of Dory's for decades and said that he confided to me that Dory didn't feel welcome here because most of the station didn't share his political views. Uh. And, and, I, and I can honestly say that while I didn't share his political views, I didn't have the opportunity to make him feel unwelcome. Not that I would have, but, but I think that I missed a tremendous opportunity to really spend time with him and get to know him in the office, which I didn't get to do. You could have and you know, you know that my last conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah. My last he conversation, he said, can I have Spike's contact info? Uh, and, 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 yeah. Yes. And we, we texted once or twice since then, but we hadn't, we hadn't connected. And I, and I will, I will regret that for the rest of my, it's not that I didn't return a call or didn't return a text. We just hadn't had a chance to connect. I well, will regret you, that we didn't have you, more time. You're not an atheist, are you? You're not an atheist. No. Oh no. Oh no. You can, you can connect. I'm Irish. 
Yeah. I, you can, I just need a slow death. <laughs> if I have if I have more than 45 seconds to make my peace, if I go off a bridge in a car, at least let it be a tall bridge. So I have 45 seconds to make my peace with the Almighty so I can get in the door. You know, it's, it's, they say, uh, they say, may you be in, may you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. Is the Irish blessing? Mm -hmm. um, Dory Monson was uh, you, Bob. I've heard you on with numerous shows this week because you are a part of Seattle Radio as much as Dory was, and you you were you were one of the few compatriots that can speak to the level of accomplishment and dedication that he achieved. And I honestly believe that you can do that like few others can. And you you put you put such a fine point on it to, to various different hosts that you spoke with this week that you know Dory was Dory lived this he was born for this mm. he didn't just fall into this and this was a career that he enjoyed doing that's what happened to me I found into this and it was a career that I love and enjoy doing Sarah, didn't did we meet, was, didn't didn't we meet over uh, a, a drug deal or something <laughs> well no a blow by. The drugs were already paid for. Let's not let's not sully it. You know, <laughs> sharing a joint with a brother is not a drug deal. That's right. Um, no, but you know, I, I fell into this. Luckily, the, the the greatest accident of my life was meeting you. But Dory and you, you you're the same. You guys were born for this, and it showed every every day. Every day he opened the microphone was a chance to to to, to maybe the last chance. And I hate to even say that out loud. But they always say, like, perform like it's the last time you'll ever get to take the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so, Leave it all out there. Yeah, it's okay. Because um, right. you, you never know. And, you know, they, they replayed Dory's last broadcast uh, before he um, went on vacation before the Christmas break. And his last words to his audience was, I love you all, and I'll see you soon. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if anything could put things into perspective about how we what we don't know how much we have and how we need to take every, every minute. What, what did uh, Warren Zevon say? You know, enjoy every sandwich. And right. People, I mean, that's, yeah, he also said, flowers. enjoy every cigarette, which was not a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> bring people flowers while they're living. Yeah. 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 Amen, right. man. You know, you know, I don't, sorry. I didn't mean to get too deep into that's it, but okay. you know, I, I couldn't stay. I, he was in my phone as that damn Dory. I mean, I had more interactions yelling at my radio with him than I had talking to his face. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. He, and he knew that. Well, now but, he can hear but, you. But I, but I couldn't, I couldn't respect any, I couldn't respect him anymore. It wouldn't be possible for me to respect him more, and not because of what he said, but because how he, how he did his job, hmm. how he, how and, he brought his, his passions and beliefs to his audience. And uh, from my point of view, and many other broadcasters, how he treated everyone in person, uh, yeah. which is, yeah. which is some, something that came up when I was on uh, with BJ Shea this morning. Um, that um, he uh, he just I don't know how he stayed in touch with everybody and how he reached out to so many and he mentored me when we were uh, you know we were a, a mostly music show and we were dropping music because I I figured we have to move more towards entertainment we ended up doing a talk show yeah. uh, and and he was the one who was like, just go for it you know he was because um, after that. After that, he and I would have lunches, you know, every couple of months. And if I didn't call him, he, you know, when you have a perfectly balanced friend, like Joe, uh, do you know Joe? <laughs> when, no, when, like sometimes you have friends and you don't see them for years, 
or you, a friend will call you and go, how come you haven't called me? Yeah. And you go, well, you haven't called me either. Hey, wait a minute. How, you know, it, yeah. But this was a peer relationship where I'd call him and then he'd re reach out to me. And it was it, it, like, you know, it's genuine. You know that I, like, I don't want to bug him and he didn't want to bug me, but we were always there for each other. And really right up until his last phone call with me when he asked for your contact. And uh, he was so helpful to me during the chemo and radiation and everything else that was going on. And he wouldn't, it wasn't like a, you know, be nice to you call because it was like, no. hey, I've been thinking about you. How are you doing? How's this? How's that? Yeah. So, all right. Um, I'm going to invite someone on the show here. I'm going to try and call him mm -hmm. who, uh, and here's one of the things about uh, talk radio. It's conservative or liberal. Um, it's a it's a weird thing that the hyperbole, to me, on all sides, is focused on what's wrong with the other side. It's like they, I caught them. They're in a lie. They're hypocrites, you know. And then the, uh, then the other side is see how they're hypocrites. Nancy Pelosi got her hair done during COVID, you know, and. And all of this is is like the huge focus. And if you pick a team, like sports, maybe Joe, you kind of feel like you're on that team. Uh, Zip, by the way, has COVID. I just want to bring that up. If you just tuned in, he's sniffling. <laughs> I'm, now my, now my, my ears have COVID. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Never buy a used mic muff on eBay. <laughs> and so here's a weird thing that politics, maybe a little bit like religion. Or, you know, uh, really, it's a oh. sense, it's a third rail of conversation. A lot of parallels. And, and you sometimes think, because we all, like, <laughs> have friends that we, like, agree with on everything, you sometimes forget that we're all in our own little echo chambers, and half the people you know believe what you think is hor horrific. How could they believe it? And what you believe, they think is horrific. I, I, and, wish, I, I wish politics could be as civil as religion. And religion, yeah. has been the cause, <laughs> religion has been the cause for 80% 80, 80 of the deaths in the world throughout history. And I wish politics could be that civil. <laughs> Let's see if Jeffrey's around. Why not? Mm. He might be watching on... Uh, and the on the whole world is styling Jeff Gabriel. Hi, Jeff, it's LaFrey, the pain. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Calling for dollars. <laughs> Hello? Jeff Kathan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly, Spike O'Neill, and Downtown Joe. I thought of you because I remember when you first told me how what a fan you were of Dory's, and I'm pretty sure you voted for the you know the orange uh, Cheeto guy. And I was like, oh my friend Jeff, he's got such a big heart. He's a conservative. Did you ever do this with somebody where you think, no, they're on the other team, and I've, by the way, I've completely changed. I'm actually pretty darn conservative now because I have to balance out these two on this scale. I'm, <laughs> I'm pointing at Zip and Ed. Uh, no, but I, in the weirdest way, I believe in conservative values. I mean, I love Jesus. Jesus is awesome. Oh, I love, right. you know, law and order. I, the idea of balancing the budget is wonderful. And, um, you know, and I don't want open borders. I want a sensible policy. So I, I, anyway, I brought you on because... First off, you're the first person who texted me after this announcement, and I know it had to hit you hard because this is your guy. 
that you listen to every day. Yeah, he absolutely is an icon here in Seattle. And believe me, I didn't agree with everything he's, he said and that, but he, he didn't want you to agree with everything he said. I'm quite sure of that. And, but he was an honest person. He, um, he, he just told us the way he felt and that's all there was to it. It wasn't, you know, if you, you can agree with him or not agree with him, but he, um, he's an amazing guy and has had an amazing career. And, and, uh, I, from what I've heard people that are his real friends, I mean, he's a true friend, a great guy, great family man, 61. Oh my goodness. Mm, that's just yeah. terrible. Mm. The terrible loss it is right in the middle of it. Of all this, the coming out of this pandemic and everything, it's like, um, wow, what a blow to uh, Seattle and uh, the whole industry. I mean, Spike's going to be busy, I think, because of all this. He's going to have to. Everybody's going to have to fill in some extra shoes here. Yeah. Well, I, keep I, on I, you going, know, you know. There's, there's nobody that can fill in the shoes. Uh, you're right, Jimmy. It's going to be. It's been all hands on deck here since Sunday afternoon. Um, with they, they canceled vacations yesterday. I mean, they didn't have to cancel. Everybody in this Everybody wanted to ca- yeah. came in came in yesterday to make sure that the, the the station paid tribute to this man and the work he did for the station and for the city. And I don't mean to be blowing sunshine up the guy's skirt because I thought he was off his rocker eighty five percent of the time. Yeah. But but again, to to the, the the human he was, the father, the husband, the broadcaster he was. I don't care if he was in there giving, you know, recipes for intestines of three-year-olds. I, he did it great. Yeah. The guy did. The guy did it to, like it's supposed to be done. Bob, Can I, I take this? Yeah, go I ahead. If we should set the table for the non-music people and uh, maybe define uh, Jeff for the, the well, I, we should. But I would also like to say that I disagreed with Spike that three percent of the time that he talked about <laughs> children's intestines. <laughs> I got the recipe. Yeah. And, 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 I agree. I There's agree with him. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I mean, and, and actually I agree with, I disagree with a lot of other stuff, but I just let it roll off my back. Uh, Jeff, we should set up uh, for, because we have listeners all over the country now. Right. Um, uh, Jeff is the uh, drummer uh, who played with Spike and the Impalers and still does. Uh, Jeff is um, a legendary drummer who we met because he played with the Paul Rogers band, Paul Rogers, the voice in rock and roll one of the greatest voices from free and bad company and you know it's a big thrill for me to even know jeff much less him say to me uh i know uh you're like laurie partridge and you don't know how to play the keyboards but you gotta (laughs) your name is on the show so you're not nearly as pretty (laughs) there's only three chords in uh baba o'reilly and you're gonna learn them Bobby was a schoolboy when he heard his first Beatles song. That's right. That's you. You're going to learn them, damn it. That's the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. I would have and, and managed way, to get them wrong. Just, just, just... <laughs> yes, uh, yes, Jeff. Uh, just for the record, I would never vote for the orange man again. So let's make that perfectly clear. And, and by the way, <laughs> no. you have that in common with all of Many. my conservative friends, Many. all of mine that have spoken about it. And I've never asked anybody. And the reason is they realized he's just more trouble than he's worth, even if you like conservative uh, laws. And oh, taxes. yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah. that is the case, which is fascinating um, and also renews my faith uh, that, look, um, you know, we all um, just we all go with our gut what we think is going to be the best choice. But uh, all 
it, uh, in the end, society balances out. Yes, Ed, I know you want I to I believe in fiscal responsibility. I just ain't never going to vote for Orange Jesus again. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch McConnell impression there, the best. <laughs> Actually, it was Sam Elliott. But... Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, it was Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I'm still recovering from surgery, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have detailed uh, hearing loss. You mentioned yeah. how energetic Bob was today because he had yeah. hernia surgery, and they sewed the, sewed the pelvic of a 13-year-old into him. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so much, that, so much. If that yeah, works. Yeah, and by the yeah. way, Spike, I do think you should switch sides. You'd be the most amazing <laughs> flame-throwing conservative. You know, you I, would. I'd be a preacher, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> Get richer. Oh, you can make this stuff up faster than anybody else can debunk it. Fraud, rigged. Did you know he tried? Do you know he tried to trademark rigged election? Oh, I wow. swear to God, he tried to trademark the term rigged election. So anytime somebody said it, they owed him money. You saw the paperwork? You <laughs> know that, yeah. Fact? This That's is fact. awesome. It's a, no. it's a fact. Je Jeffrey Kathan. Uh, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Kathan, uh, we'll have you back Thanks. sometime to tell rock and roll stories. It's a pleasure to talk with you. I wanted to bring you on because uh, really more of my friends are huge Dory Monson fans than well, let, let me anything. Just, yeah. and, and my little part of this, and that is I do believe in Seattle is definitely heartbroken today yeah. uh, in yeah. general. And he it's 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 just terrible and i feel so sorry for his family and um you know but god lord it's just it's, it's been so many people dying lately it's like one after another you know so anyway enjoy every day we have on this planet fellas yes <laughs> right. enjoy do Amen. what you love and love everyone you do well said jeff i don't know if that was really right all right oh okay uh, let's go back to uh, some of the people who are texting us and say hi to them. Anybody I... else afraid to open Facebook these days just to find out that somebody... It's the new obit. Uh, yeah. yeah Facebook, is. Twitter. Uh, yes. Let's say a quick hi to a couple of people. Do you call Biden senile <laughs> old pants shitter? I don't know. I don't think so. Show some class. I don't wow. know what that person was responding to. I don't know either. That was a, Trump, a, a President Trump defender. Oh, okay. One, one and some what about as I'm brought into the conversation. Oh, uh, that was a guy, Paul, who uh, yes. I would yeah. see on cruise ships. Uh, just a couple other quick ones. <laughs> this is self-indulgent. There <laughs> we go. Uh, uh, nice he said, Spike. Thank yeah. you, Keith. There we go. A few more happy people. Thank you very much for, uh, you could text us anytime. You can also uh, email us anytime if you want a question answered or you'd like uh, Scam Elliot yeah. to do a phone answering. <laughs> Only you can prevent another broadcast of the Spike O'Neill Show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Um, after just a couple more words, I love you, Dory. I actually prayed today to contact you. And um, I am grateful for everything you were as a friend. And I'm in awe of your broadcasting abilities. He, I told him this once. He used to say, oh, you got this big show. You know, like I, we were doing mornings and we were successful. And he would be like sort of humble about his show. And I said, I am intimidated when I listen to you. Because I imagine, oh, I imagine myself in that room by myself trying to entertain an audience and it just immediately, you know, wet my pants. 
again. Uh, just terrible. All right. Now you want to you want to stay around a little bit, Joe and Spike. Sure. Yeah, I I know. Can, I, there's there's other things happening. No, he, he means I, well, existentially. Me I, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Joe, show him the healthy food snacks again. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stay around for a while. And uh, 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 let me let me let me say this. A dear friend of mine um, refers to it as knee-mail knee when mail. you when you when you pray to somebody. We pray when you try to speak. Uh, knee mail. Oh, that's knee 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 mail. Love that. Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I love that. Uh, that was beautiful. It's like to... something off a reader board from outside of the church that you drive by. I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. You've got mail. Hey. Knee mail. Let's, <laughs> let's check in on Zip, who has COVID, and uh, uh, the Kleenex is, is uh, more prominent than Joe's food. <laughs> Do we have a, th a uh, temperature gauge on his on his screen? We can put up a little one hundred one, one Great idea. You know, Big dial, man. Just, yeah. No, yeah. I'm fine, man. I'm just... Uh, Head cold. That's what it feels like. Hey, yeah, let me let me say this about COVID, Bob. You said earlier, and you you're not wrong that it's become like the cold. People have treated COVID these days as the cold. And Zip, I don't mean to I don't mean to throw you know scares at you, but my doctor told me this week that they've they've come to and they're learning so much about this shit. That apart, pardon me. Um, I made it an almost forty five minutes without an f bomb or an s. That's good. Um, that COVID COVID is cumulative. And the effects that you have, if you've had it before and you get a different variant, they team up inside you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's terrifying mm -hmm. as this yeah. thing so morphs, how... morphs around the planet and keeps coming back in a different Jersey, you know, it's going to be, it's cumulative inside our body. You know, when I did test this morning, the thing lit up like a pinball machine. I mean, it was instant, you know four drops and bing yeah. you know it, oh. so i don't know I, and the brain fog is a big part of it <laughs> quite it's honestly. real it's real it really is big time big time i wish i could blame COVID for the brain fog <laughs> i hear you uh, no yeah. go with it it's so handy like this it really is you know mm. don't want to go to a party sorry i got COVID. want to work from home COVID. you know oh, you guys had a party i forgot i'm sorry brain fog <laughs> brain fog yeah. all right um, how many of you know and love Dave Barry, the writer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Met him many times. Based out of my, you've met him a lot? Yeah, yeah. He, we he, interviewed him a few times. Yeah. He uh, contributes to our radio time. We raised uh, $1.8 this year, and he always kicks in. The wow. one-time morning yes. show boot camp was at Miami. He came and spoke live. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the first time I met him. My first selfie ever was me and Dave Barry. I never took a selfie. And I said, you know what? Wow. i got to try this newfangled thing. And <laughs> Dave happened to be there. I said, would you do the honor of being my first selfie? And he was. Yeah. And then Fairly. the next day, Country Joe McDonald from Country Joe and the Fish was my second selfie. Oh, and I lost count after that. But Dave <laughs> sure. was my first selfie ever. He is a prolific author. He's got another book out right now, as a matter of fact. Wow. Now, when I saw his year in review, 2022, mm -hmm. I must confess, part of me went, he's still active? Oh, yeah. Because I, I assume he must be... He's a good age. He, I mean, he's sharp as a... He's as he, sharp he's, as ever. He's an instant. Very yeah. funny off the cuff. You met him in person, Zip? I have not. No. 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 Well, all right. And by the way, a lot of people cut and paste his stuff and pass it around as their own. Absolutely. 
I've experienced that, and we have as uh, twisted Christmas songs that you know sung by the Scott Shannon New York chorus and stuff like that. <laughs> so I want to so get hard to be Casey Casey these days. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah, we put Weird Al in the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, I want to give him credit, but I think some of his ideas are so groundbreakingly smart. Um, it's the opposite of politics. To me, if you're in the middle somewhere and you can show the irony from multiple viewpoints, that to me is an intellect I would only dream of. In fact, that's I, I only get it by putting five brains in one place, not by having one brain. So, No, a guy like him, seriously, his brain, it's incredible. Gifted. So let me just read a little bit of his, uh, I'm going to steal a few things and then we can talk about them. The best thing we can say about 2022 is it could have been worse. For example, we could have had nuclear Armageddon. <laughs> this briefly appeared to be a possibility, at least according to the president, who broke the news in October at, why not, a Democratic Party fundraiser at the home of a wealthy donor in New York City. That must have been an exciting event. One moment, everybody's standing around chewing hors d'oeuvres, and the next moment, whoa, what did he just say? The next day after the news media ran a bunch of scary he headlines, the White House Office of Explaining What the President Actually Meant... <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Every president has had that office, by the Bang way. Trump's the was money. busy, but Biden's is busy too. Yes. Um, they, they explained that the president wasn't suggesting that we were facing Armageddon, per se, but he was merely, as his want, emitting words. One of which happened to be Armageddon. <laughs> and everybody should just calm down. Come on, Spike. I'm a get in it. Getting <laughs> <laughs> it in here. <laughs> now, is Dave taking one of the most... Seriously, he led off with that. Yeah. He's taking one of the most scary... Middle and rail. Yeah, yeah, riddle, but, but it's... it's uh, how the do we know whether Putin would push the button? I think that um, Armageddon, I, like Monday morning quarterback, you can always say, I didn't see a mushroom cloud. <laughs> You'll be right. <laughs> but did any of you think, and I'm going to start with you, Zip, because I know you have a cold, so we'll get you out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> did any of you think that um, this was a real possibility or still think that? Zip? I think he's you know that whole power trip thing we talked about at one point on the podcast your your uh, uh brainiac friend was just John all Medina. the things yeah. yeah all the things that happen in that mindset if he was isolated enough and surrounded enough by echo chamber buddies yeah i think he could get there if he got pissed off enough honestly this is uh, John Medina's book, uh, Brain Rules for Work, which describes the power dynamic at work and how to motivate employees. It's an amazing book, but it also describes, it uses examples of dictators and, um, you know, those oligarchs and, uh, not the oligarchs, the, what do you call the people like Kim Jong-il? Yes. Authoritarian men. Yeah. The authoritarian types. And what happens to them is they become Despots. removed from empathy. 
and they don't actually think uh, like when you're playing war, it's like a game of strategic strategio. You ever strategio? Do you ever play that? You knock over a little plastic piece, and there's a battleship, or that's battleship. Mm-hmm. But you know what there's I mean? There's a bomb. There's a spy. There's a bomb. Yeah, exactly. And so they don't think of those as people because on a board game they're not, but in real life they are. But uh, someone like Putin or someone really powerful, maybe even on our side, would not you know, be able to, they're just so power hungry. Elon Musk is said to be sociopathic in that way. Um, when I hear Putin, I hear Pippin, the play, like, war is a science a general <laughs> must use. <laughs> like, they don't have any empathy. No. And well, so, you, 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 well, you should be aware that on Russian television, on the RT, right, the state propaganda yeah. network, they ring the nuclear bell on a daily basis. They tell they don't, their citizens. They tell their citizens that a yes. nuclear war is the only. Th- that's what the West doesn't want because Russia will win because in a, in total annihilation, Russians will go to heaven and the rest of the world, NATO, will go to hell. So Russia will come out victorious. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're barking that to their people on a daily basis. Right. So I don't think is there is there their propaganda news organization is called what? RT. Okay. They should That's come up with Russian an animal television. Yeah, but they should come up with an animal name like Fox. They should call it like Minx or something. Uh, that, weasel Vision. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Weasel Vision. It's the good stuff. I'm, I'm got hurting the blonde my... girl with yeah. the big boobs. He's, <laughs> it even he's telling rough. you straight here. Weasel okay. Vision. Zip, did you actually have a fear of that? Of Armageddon? Yeah, I gave it a lot of thought. Obviously, he's just... Again, I think it's the isolation and, and, you know, the slow sort of seeping into insanity in a way, if, if he was isolated enough, honestly. And, it, and it's that newt-like look in his eyes. You know, he looks like a salamander of sorts. Mm. Maybe it's just me. A, a lizard brain cool thing. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I worried about it. I, um, I thought... Oh, this is going to decimate my 401k, and I'm not employable <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you, you are becoming a Republican, Bob. I totally am. I live, I live in a 55-plus community, and yeah. uh, there's an American flag in my front yard when I bought it, and I'm keeping it. Um, <laughs> no, I did worry because I, uh, part of even Biden saying it was scary because it made me accept that he thought it. And, you know, like when you're on an airplane, if there's turbulence, you don't want the pilot to be nervous. No. You want to come on real calm and say, ladies and gentlemen, we're experiencing a little bit of turbulence as opposed to, ah! <laughs> Right? I don't know what the, the systems are of checks and balances with nuclear codes and things in the USSR, but I would imagine it's, uh, you know. They don't have any. Yeah. Mm. I want oh, football. And, You've got football. I got football. He's got football. She's got football. And Everybody the guy before Biden, I mean, he was kind of friendly with some of those Russian people. So you had to put that into the calculations of they may know a lot about our nuclear defenses. Maybe not. Maybe that's just the left wing liberal talking here. But uh, that was a concern. If you if you had given me an even bet, if President Zelensky would be alive to see twenty twenty three. I, I don't like betting on people living or dying, but if you made me, I think I would have had to take the, he's not going to uh, be six feet under the it, six feet under Joe. Take the under. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He is defied. I mean, the odds in this whole thing, because I, 
I, I guess I like to worry. I don't like it, but I always think it's about to be the end around here. And uh, I thought for sure when Russia invaded Ukraine, it's like, okay, that's, that's, you know, one of the most powerful countries in the world uh, doing a major thing. And this, there's no way this isn't going to spread. There's no way that Russia is not going to go in there and decimate these guys and probably move on down the line. But Vladimir Zelensky is the wild card. Uh, here's a comedian that has been right. able to rally his True. country and come to the U.S., and uh, get enough resources from us to at least stay in the fight. And I'm starting to believe that he can win the fight. But a now, proxy maybe by him winning the fight, there may be a few bombs that fly in the meantime, uh, which is pretty darn scary still. But uh, I think we're, I would have never thought when Dave wrote that at the beginning of last year uh, that we would, you know, be, I don't want to call it a good situation, but a better situation than I thought the world would be in regarding Russia and the Ukraine as we enter a new year. Let's move on. Um, Before we do, Bob, can I pose a quick question? Do you think that uh, the Manhattan Project was a mistake, speaking of nuclear uh, armaments? Mm. Boy, that's above my education level. Um, It was. You think it was? It's really hard Uh, to to say whether something eventually causes like uh, it, when a pendulum swings, was it a mistake that it swung this high and it swings yeah, yeah. back? You know, that I, th- I think, I, I think the new, the Manhattan project, nuclear weapons, I think the microwave oven and plastic baby bottles in hindsight, all and the internet, the internet, completely bad ideas, <laughs> bad ideas. You know, we, we, we would right. have been better without any of them. All right. So after the Armageddon uh, portion, he says, so we dodged a bullet there. But there were other positive developments in 2022. Millions of Americans on social media realized it took them a while, but they finally got there. That nobody gives a crap what you did on Wordle. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Dave Berryism? Yeah, Yeah, it is. He also says, for the 13th consecutive year, and everybody celebrates. The New York Yankees failed to even get into the World Series. <laughs> into like the, the World Series, not the Flips, the World Series. Yeah. It's like the Lions have never lost a Super Bowl. Right. Best of all, the looming apocalyptic threat of catastrophic global climate change was finally eliminated thanks to the breakthrough discovery that the solution, which has been staring at us in the face all the time, was to throw food at art. <laughs> <laughs> That is the way they protested. <laughs> yeah. 2022 had some positives, which is not to say that it was good. The fact it was the opposite of good, specifically bad. The economy continued to stagger around like the last stoner out of Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Angela Lansbury, Sidney Poitier, Loretta Lynn, Gilbert Gottfried, Christine McVie, and Meatloaf, and of course more in the final few days. Democracy died at least three times. Maybe Armageddon wouldn't have been so bad. Anyway, <laughs> it's over. And uh, I, I just want to give him a shout out. If you search on the internet, find Dave Barry's column. That's only the preamble. He goes month by month to everything that happened Very last year. Uh, brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, also plays music, by the way. He's in the Rock Bottom Remainders, uh, which is the uh, the ba- the ad hoc band they put together for book conventions. Yeah. Tim and Stephen King, and yep. uh, it's all big time. Amy off. Tan, uh, yeah. album, yeah. Wow. Saw an article in the Wall Street Journal, and I only bring this up 
Because I do not know a single person who pays for a subscription to the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't stand, you know, um, cable news because it's all hyperbole and you know, we've been down the hyperbole uh, path a few times today. So I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post and the um, New York Times. And the New York Times kind of the paper of record that pays real reporters and, um, you know, liberal, slightly left-leaning. Of course it is. A little bit. Um, but it's the, it's, did I do that? It's the no, news. It's <laughs> yeah. It's the newspaper that all the other media quote when they're talking about how. According to the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Uh, uh, or the New York Times. They yeah. quote them when they're giving you their opinion because they didn't hire reporters. They hired people <laughs> to get clicks. And so, um, from time to time in one of those papers, I'll read something and I'll go, wow, that is not making the news. And 99% of all people I talk to will have no idea that this is happening. And they go into depth for eight pages. Oh, and, and they have sources. Yes. Named sources. Sources. Yeah. Um, and, and if they are incorrect about their sources, they can be sued. So I, if you wonder, like Zip, you, Zip, you've always said, how do we know when something's the truth? How do we know when if something's accurate? Because people are saying, people are saying, a lot of people are saying. Yeah. Like never I, before. <laughs> I, I think, and it's good to see now all the January 6th people, the high conviction rate, they're going to jail. Um, you know, I... Uh, who's that dude, uh, the uh, denier of the um, attack on the school, uh, Alex Jones? Alex oh, yeah. Jones, yeah. 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 So, by the way, I don't think the answer is for Twitter to ban someone for lifetimes or for a social media. To, I, I don't think it's that. I, I, I love free speech. But I think the solution is for people to get fucked. When they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Straight through the wallet, baby. Straight, straight through the wallet. Leather. By the way, all leather, no lube. Yeah. There yeah. is a new rule on YouTube. The first time that you drop an f bomb, they remove any um, any ability for you to monetize it. So we're on our own. <laughs> Great. Wasn't yeah. me. I want to point that out. <laughs> you were the first. Thank goodness Lisa and I could buy cat food in quantity at Costco. <laughs> you might not um, worry. So, so anyway, I see this article, and the article says, get ready for the rich session. And it's spelled R-I-C-H-C-E-S-S-O-N, like recession, only it's the rich session. And the point of the article, and I could read a little bit of it to you, but I think I'll just paraphrase it. The point of the article was that this recession is going to be worse than other recessions. It's going to hurt rich people more. And I thought, that sounds sneakingly suspicious uh, to me because who subscribes to a newspaper that costs $385,000 a year. It's, I, I put some zeros on it. It's, it's 300 and it's like for almost $400 a year to subscribe to this. And no one who's watching America's Got Talent also subscribes. <laughs> the Matt Singer. Thank you for getting Pimple that joke. Popper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and oh. so, and by the way, the article's fascinating and it does have lots of facts in it. For example, but, it, but boy, is it spinning like a top. Yeah. For poor people, this is not going to be that bad of a recession. 
And the reason is, the reason when you got nothing, you got nothing nothing to lose. lose. It's Bob Dylan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's, but it's more than that. They, um, they have been getting these great raises and now can make almost $15 an, an hour in many cities. And so the article even admitted it. It said, so that's lessening the blow on them. After they took from us everything they could steal. <laughs> and so so the fact, those lucky poor people, yeah. their buying power is going to go down, but oh, they're so lucky the blow is being lessened on them. Yeah. And then it goes on to middle class people who are you know moderately screwed, and it talks about the rich people who have had all these predictable ways to make money and these crazy interest rates. And, you know, the fact that the government is helping poor people is terrible for the rich people. And, and, and so I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I need to send this to some people. And then I and every time I send an article. It annoys my friends and go, I'm not paying Jeff Bezos for a subscription because they try to open the article. And all I'm doing is sending them spam to get them to buy a newspaper. This is frustrating for me because it means, yeah, it means I have to like write down, make notes, prepare. That's like Dory used to do for his show. I don't want to get that. (laughs) (laughs) Not in retirement. No, but you know what I mean? It's um, the really good news is all behind a paywall. I guess that's the thought. And I'd I'd love to know what you guys think about that. Well, it's like the way that everybody tries to pimp you for the prescription model. Well, eight weeks, you can have it for free. And then automatically $35 a month. Unless you get through all of our walls to get to somebody to cancel it. You know, it's it's perpetual. Well, the free press is not free. It's, you know, you got to pay some people if you want quality. Right now here in Seattle, um, what a lot of people would say is, uh, the top station, or it's right up there with Cairo. Cairo's ahead of it, I believe, right now. But KUOW right? is our NPR affiliate, and they're picketing for better wages. They are now they're doing it in a very light fashion. It's like we shall picket from twelve to twelve thirty today on our lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's take a selfie. Ah, we're picking. Right, exactly. Okay, yeah. One yeah. of my students is a reporter there, and she had that. The free of press is not free. They're they're picketing to try to just get living wages for their workers and stuff. Yeah. If you want a you know some decent journalism, you're going to have to pay somebody. I mean, and music, you, by the way. Yeah, and music too, yeah, and even yeah. the Seattle Times and stuff. They're down to so few writers because there's so few subscribers. I still subscribe to the paper. Doesn't come most of the time, but then I've got my online subscription. I don't want to harass the paper boy too much, but. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I agree it's a pain with the New York Times or with the Wall Street Journal to get these links. Yeah. But uh, if you want to keep keep uh, some objective opinion out there, you got to pay, I guess. An informed let, opinion. Let, let me dive a little deeper into this, what I think is an important issue. We live in a time where everything is, um, I don't know if there's a name for this, like there's, there used to be, um, you know, we bought tickets on an airplane, there was first class and then there was coach. And now there's first class, there's premium economy, Business there's class. squeeze, there's squeeze your knees, there's strangle yeah. you, and then you're going to be choking. Those are the, outside yeah. the plane, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> beside the bathroom, and, yeah, and, Wait, your your wing side. 
<laughs> and, and, you know, in primitive societies or in other parts of the less developed world, they would have a caste system where you were born into a caste, you know, and there were like 12, I think there's like 12 levels in Hindu. And the bottom, if your name is Putu, and someone may know more about this, and you could text if you've got a comment about Putu, this. But that's my middle name. Uh, I thought it was the last name and the first name. I don't know how it works. But, uh, but I found this out when I went to Indonesia. You were born knowing that you were never going to have access to a higher class of living. Like being a woman in Iraq. Or uh, yeah. anybody in Mississippi. Although or I, Texas. I, or Oklahoma. I made it yeah. out of there. Right. But, I've been but, everywhere, man. <laughs> but now, if knowledge, like when I was growing up, if I wanted anything, there was a public library I could go in, I could get books, I Love could read it. the newspapers. And, and the public library, the idea behind it, which I think is dead, but the idea behind it is anyone who thirsts for knowledge deserves to have access to the knowledge. And so every time I try to forward an article to somebody that's brilliant and I can't, I realize now that much like Taylor Swift tickets, yeah. if you haven't got <laughs> enough money. <laughs> you ain't seeing JJ. <laughs> no. And, and, and uh, on, uh, look, some stuff, you, you know, we want to, we like having a, a, a system, a capital system where you work hard and you have incentive to get more stuff. That's a whole American dream. But uh, there's a certain basic uh, kindness of, uh, knowledge should be free. That's what I think. Does anybody, uh, I'm, I'm a Scott. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so how do you fix that? Do you, do you realize that the internet has allowed us to be divided up into even more fractionalized income levels and access to quality of life? And what do we like? We can't have the poorest people with no hope uh, and, and you know, no level playing field because they are kept uninformed. And, and even if they want to be informed, you know what I mean? In America, if you want to pursue a dream, you should be able to. Does but that the make upside, sense? The other side uh, you were shaking your head. You, you, you were this close to being a conservative and then your, <laughs> then your soul showed up. You almost Aww. made it, buddy. You almost made it. You were this hey, close to being a centrist, and then you said the other side doesn't have a soul. I love that. <laughs> right in the same show that we eulogized Dory. Yeah. You got to go, but the most fun yeah. in the world is busting each other. I love you. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Right. I love you, you guys go too, man. Thank you. Great, you got it. We'll see you show. boys soon. See you, Spike. All right. Cheers. Bye. Cool. So, uh, Joe, you you got the best, biggest heart I know. Do you hear what I'm saying? Well, I think uh, knowledge, the ability to acquire it should be free, but I'm not so sure that all content uh, should be free just so you can learn something. Wasn't um, saying that. I got to, well, I'm a capitalist. I'm up for making money and selling stuff. But the bottom rung now is only pitched by clickbait. Does that, Zip, you talk about this all. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, the bottom, yeah. if you don't have, the education, education, you pretty much don't have access to the quality. Is is you're an educator, Joe? Isn't that kind of wrong? I yes, I I agree that you I think education it? should be your ability to pursue knowledge should be free. But if somebody takes the time to craft an article, to write a song, to uh, you know make a movie. Even if it's going to give you knowledge, I don't think you necessarily have a a, a right to just get everything in the world for free. Let me. Uh, uh, all right. That, uh, by the way, 
These are the things that make Joe sound Republican. You sound very, very uh, right that way. Let me put it a different way. If you buy a newspaper, shouldn't you be able to show it to me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. I, if, I got, buy the, if I buy the Wall Street effing journal, shouldn't I be able to share articles with my friends? The same question. If you want to come over to my house and bring it over and say, here, 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 after the cat is pissed on it. Yeah. By the Back way. then there was no traffic. I could get to your house in 20 minutes. Now it takes two hours to cross yeah. the Seattle uh, bridges. You see Joe, what I'm saying? There's a Joe, middle where, ground somewhere. Yeah. But Joe, where do your kids, do you think, get the lion's share of their news? Oh, Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, um, a, a lot, I mean, I've got uh, a person works with me that's been in the journalism business for a long time so we teach them to get the news from good sources when they're doing it here but uh tiktok i would say is wow. is probably a number, number one. one news source um they if they see it on tiktok if they see it on youtube uh they're basically that's you know where they're going now the wednesday dance yeah yeah now we've un we're teaching them to you know to look elsewhere we've got a couple of services that they give us, uh, you know, give us uh, some stories just to get them started that, that that they get in their email and then local, of course, and and, you know, CNN. But even our we don't have really great online. If we do, I'd like to know about it. I mean, we go to the Associated Press, we go to CNN, we go to all these places, um, but it's it's tough to, you know, it's not like when the teletype was in there printing out the news and that God, was the news ding, ding, and, ding, and ding, now ding. you you know you have to teach them a lot of well, and i don't want to get into this fake news and stuff but vet your sources you know vet yeah. your sources critical basically Sharks really weren't swimming uh, down the main street of that you know uh that flooded town you know don't was, you have to in today's day and age tell them that Everything you read could potentially be false and you have to, you know, look at it with a sort of a jaundiced eye and look at it from multiple perspectives. Because when we were younger, you're right, that teletype, gospel. the people who worked at UPI and AP putting out those facts would be sued if they lied. Yeah. The newspapers, still, uh, wow. a newspaper that charge you a, a, a subscription could be sued if they defame someone. Defaming today is like... High art. It's high. Yes. It's a living for some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a business model. Yes. And and it's called opinion. And we certainly don't want to shut down opinion, but opinion has crowded out the ability to have access to real it's information that you know. Enterprise. Yeah. And, and what mm. we have is access to all information, which is a, is a scary thought too, because uh, before the internet and when we were doing our radio show, I would mm -hmm. call a lot of stories to, for us to talk about. And my main thing was the morning papers. I'd buy three or four, which means I could get my hands on. And there became a, a turning point there where our producer would start to go, oh, that's old news. That's old news because it was more than 24 hours old. And it's like, you know, we should be talking yeah. about current things. And my thought on that was, look, my news has been vetted. It's had editors. It's had printers. It, they've had to make it smaller. They've, it's had some time to digest. Once you start just ripping stories off the internet, Even you know, good. I'm Rip you know, Reed. May or may not uh, be uh, accurate, and it'll certainly be fresher. But uh, but it, it's uh, I kind of appreciate the press is it, at least uh, 
vetting the stories a little and and keeping things uh, uh, somewhat accurate. I this, mean, they still make mistakes. This part of the Bob Rivers Show is brought to you by the Wall Street Urinal, the world's <laughs> most famous washroom. Thank you very much for putting a cap on that. Thank you, Joe. Um, so a couple of things uh, before we wrap this up. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, Joe. We love you. Oh, I love it's it. Great, and actually, man. Tuesdays great are good you. days for me. I'd love to come on whenever you guys get some time. It's I'll come uh, see yeah. you. That's yeah, I'd love that too, Ed. Come up, come up. It's terrible right now. It's oh, it's nice no. now, but it's when it gets we've warmer, had snow, yeah. freezing rain, you name it. We've had it all lately. Afternoon so came, know. it was freezing rain. Oh man, I'll come up and do Gord Lightfoot for you. Be lucky you didn't fly in or out of Seattle over the holidays. It was, a, I mean, everybody says Any, it's a nightmare, but it was really a nightmare. Anybody that flew over the holidays had a nightmare. Yeah, it might have not just been Seattle. All right. I have a small announcement. Um, first off, my surgery went well for anybody who wanted me to update him. I think I mentioned it earlier. I'm recovering. It hurts like a bitch, but, uh, hurt. I've had yeah. Yeah. but, uh, but I think it's all going well. Um, my other illness, if you haven't heard me update in a while, <laughs> clean scan recently. And it was a detailed scan. If you know anything about, uh, medical stuff, it was a PET yeah. scan, which is the most thorough, um, and so that, that's all good. And this is so much fun. I want to tell you all, this is my therapy. I look forward to this every week. And you week. got a tan from Hawaii. You look better than all of us. We hate <laughs> I got them. a tan from my front yard. I'm in, I'm <laughs> like in Vegas Las Vegas. Sports, yeah, though. I get sun. <laughs> I actually think my vitamin D levels. Is that? Well, let me just let's look over at oh. Joe for just a second. Look at his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's part of his lighting. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are very D deficient in this neck. Of the oh, no sunshine. So every time I would, up. yeah. Ain't every time no I would do the physical, they would they would go. Your, your vitamin D is really, really low. And I'm like, yes, doctor. Um, so uh, anyway, so all of that is very good. Um, and um, last night, you know, after a pretty rough weekend with the Pope, Barbara Walters, mm. uh, my friend Dory, yeah. um, I was um, I was thinking, you know, the thing to do tonight would be to just watch Monday Night Football mm -hmm. and relax and enjoy some, uh, you know, good, wholesome entertainment smell the roses and i had my eyes were off the screen for a while i'll confess how i watch football by the way but joe knows this zip you know this too i like to record an hour in and then start watching and catch up to live so i can skip the beer commercials i don't yeah. drink beer the uh, hand that feeds us all <laughs> yes i know <laughs> and i i feel a little cheesy doing that because i made yeah. my whole living off of Me advertising too. But anyway, so I'm not caught up and my texts and Twitter starts going off. And a, a friend of mine on Facebook, a very legendary a radio personality named Charles Laquadero says, oh. I don't see there's any way they can go on with this game. Yeah. And I went, uh-oh, something happened. And so I quick clicked to the live game and, you know, People are sitting in the stands and nothing and saying suspended. And then, and this is a, this is, uh, I'm going to get to a point and a question to ask you guys, but this also for me reminded me of how we can, how we consume things these days and how instantaneously we find out when something oh, yeah. is that important and viral it's, uh, you know, you don't wait for the evening news. You don't, yes, you, you just, you have this umbilical cord. I mean, how far away is yours, Zip? It's here. It's here. 
Yeah. It's on a string. Yours, you had to look around. Joe, I bet you don't even have to look around. There, <laughs> there it is behind you, Zip. That's why it takes him sometimes two, three minutes to get back to one of my texts. So I, I went, oh, shit, what happened here? And since it already happened and I'm I hit the thing live, I, and, and by the way, uh, this is not a discussion about Elon Musk, but I immediately went, well, the way to find out is Twitter. And I haven't used Twitter until recently no, until Elon bought it. I was like, I don't need another social media thing in my life. Now I hear so much about Twitter. I honestly think it's going to end up being a good investment for him. Yeah. And all my liberal friends are like, I'm quitting Twitter. I'm calling to Mastodon. How's Mastodon working for you? Your servers are overloaded and no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they talk about is how much they hate Elon. It's just, it's the town square. So I went to Twitter and I see the team, you know, kneeling and praying. Crying. And I see the ambulance. And I had to scroll away. I was like, and then I saw someone posted please don't repost the play instead post, you know, the players praying. Cause that's, what's important. And I'm like, yes, but I wasn't watching live. I need to see it once. And I, but I felt guilty because you know what I mean? I know that something bad is going to happen. And, and when I found the play, Oh, it was spooky. I mean, it, it felt wrong in a way to watch it. And, and when they played it on TV this morning, they even said, this may be disturbing. We want to warn you ahead of time. But the internet is playing the shit out of this, and we have to play it. And, uh, and then what happened really, again, renewed my faith in humanity. Everybody, all as one, we all cared about this one person. Mm -hmm. and, and we should. I'm not saying we shouldn't. Not that there are other horrible things happening around the world. But this is our, just like Twitter is our town square, this football is our town square, is not, is it not? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of the Roman Colosseum. This exact analogy, these, these are our uh, gladiators. But they would intentionally feed people to lions. We're, we're in a thing. <laughs> Who are doing that that many eyeballs on <laughs> We're you know in a I thing mean? where we're trying to injure as few people as possible. And yet, who was that uh, uh, African American sportscaster who put it so delicately but accurately? Brian that, Gumble. Uh, no, all the players out there. Someone will know his name. All the players out there know that they're taking a risk with their lives. Yeah, yeah. but you know that what they, what they should have is the uh, what's the chamber called with the oxygenation that Michael Jackson hyperbaric used? hyperbaric mm. chambers. They need to have those at every NFL event. NFL venue because that could cause that could prevent so much brain damage. Well, in this case, uh, it was it Demar? Is his name Demar yes. Hamlin? Yeah, he wasn't breathing on his own. So um, you know, I, I believe, by the way, and of course, he's at, at at the time of this recording, he's in critical condition. Yeah, it could go any way. Um, I do believe that, um, from my point of view, everybody acted appropriately. Mm -hmm. Everybody was somber. The uh, medics were out there. The team realized instantly this is not just a hit. Um, the hit looked to me, and Joe, I'd like to get your opinion. You're a super football guy, but the hit looked to me to be a clean hit. This was just a freak accident, right? Cardiac event, freak yeah. cardiac event. Yeah. yeah, there was nothing exceptional. He was the one doing the hitting. I mean, he was the defender. He tackled right. the guy. He got up. He adjusted his helmet, getting ready, and then he just flop yeah. back. So I don't even know if it was related to the hit 
or if it was just the time that his heart decided to, to do what it was going to do. Um, but I think it is going to create a conversation. Obviously we're still praying for him because we don't have any, you know, everybody's waiting for some kind of news and in there in the, to get the wall street journal or somebody on this, because there's really not much news coming out. But well, in the NFL has been a big thing, and this is not really an incident that I think you could do much about it one way or the other. It's not from people not being safe, but I think it's anomaly, really create yeah. a conversation. And probably I've, I've been talking about this for a while, and I'm a nobody's a bigger fan than me. I'm a season ticket holder. I I I book I book my life around the NFL, even my mm-hmm. marriage I booked to, to make you sure bet the spread, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I mean I booked it so it wouldn't interfere with our Seahawks schedule. The you romantic you that, that messed me up. But uh, there's I've been thinking about this, and I've already thought of ways to make the the game a little bit safer. And what really got me thinking was when Ed Cunningham who was a great sportscaster, and he was a guy who was on our show uh, when he was a University of Washington Husky, went on to be a Seahawk, to be an Arizona Cardinal, and to be, uh, uh, you know, top-notch, like uh, ESPN's A-team, doing the big bowl games and making the big, big bucks. And he walked away, not as a player, but as a broadcaster. There was one injury that he saw, and he said, I can't take it anymore. I can't sit here and watch guys get hauled off the field. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen it up close and, and I just can't morally do that. And I'm, I'm not there because gosh, I love football, but yeah. part of me is like, you know, baseball, only the ball is getting hit. Nobody's, you know, there's not a lot of bad stuff going on there. I may. So, so do you think we should get bats and bat the football around? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, no, I, well, there's some things they could definitely do. They could, okay. They need to have a, a uh, like baseball has the all-star break midseason. Uh, NFL right now spreads the bye weeks out. They give people a week off, but they start at like week four and go all the way to like week 14. And it's, it's a revenue thing uh, to spread the games out so they all get 18 weeks in. They need to shut the NFL down the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Give everybody – uh, some time off, then still play the Thanksgiving games, but take about a 10 day chunk there to let, let everybody kind of halfway point, uh, heal a little bit and rest a little bit and be with their families a little bit. And, and I think, and, and eat a lot and let them walk into their sixties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it would give them a chance to re re heal their body. And it would also make uh fantasy football a lot easier on us because, uh, these bye weeks are, are hard to hard to plan around. Joe, and you I have know, your priorities in order like nobody I know about. Well, let me tell you. I, I mean, love you there's no that. question DeMar Hamlin is the first thing on everybody's mind, and they did yeah. the right thing. Yes. But they blew up uh, thousands of Super Bowls, maybe tens of thousands of Super Bowls, because the fantasy football players are playing their playoffs now, most of them. And this was like the big finale. And you've got Buffalo, you've got Cincinnati, two of the highest scoring teams in the league. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of uh, money riding on this. And this should, shouldn't be about money, but it's going to be a real scheduling. I mean, it's, I don't know. They've already said they're not going to play the game this week. So you're never, never in the history of the NFL had they mm-hmm. left a game on with the playoff table. implications hanging in the balance like mm-hmm. this. It'll be interesting to see what they do. No question that they should have, should have stopped the game 
no question that uh, DeMar Hamlin is so, what's on everybody's mind. But once we get some answers from that, and sure. hopefully the answers will be he's he's in good shape, then they're going to start dealing with how do we do this? Right, right. So you're saying they did the right thing, but let's have a moment and pause for all the bookies and all the, uh, <laughs> you know, well, all it's, the it's a huge part of the sport. It absolutely is. And all and, the oh, fans that yeah. were at the stadium. Uh, yeah. and, and once again, this is not the time I know, but I'm not going to probably get a chance to talk about it again for a while. But, you know, there's there's <laughs> a lot of people school. and the, obviously the family is the most directly affected. The players, even people who witnessed it live on TV like me, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it but for this to not happen again the nfl is going to have some work to do i think and and uh, i think this is the one that's going to make the majority say you've got to make this sport safer yes playing on thursday night's great i get to go watch with my buddies at the local pub we love it but should a guy have to get out there on a Thursday after he played on a Sunday? I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, there's a there's a bunch of greed right now in how often they're having to play, and there needs to be more rest put in. I think that's a great uh, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, um, this this would have not it wouldn't have made a bit of difference with Demar Hamlin. I think that it's his heart is his heart, but I think this is the first time some people have even thought about the danger and the injuries and they've just kind of watched yeah. passively. I think that that's going to, uh, that's going to be addressed. And, it takes uh, something seismic like this to do that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's something people have been talking about for years, but now they may do a little more than talking. The pro bowl is flag football. I was calling for that <laughs> two years ago. Now they're doing it. It's like, if you're not going to hit anybody anyway, you're going to stand around once you just play flag football. So that's what they're going to do this year. They're going to play so, flag football. Are you saying touch NFL is a possibility? It's it's happening uh, the, for the Pro Bowl this year, and I don't know if it would ever get there. Like for every single game, mm. but uh, there's got to be some kind of way to make it. And not only at the pro level, I have students that come in on crutches. Our yeah. team did not win a game this year. It's very kind of a point of. Uh, <laughs> What a problem. And they've sure, never not sure won a single game. Mercer Island went 0 and 10 or whatever. And I had my students coming in on Mondays on crutches. And it's like, even at the high school level, people yeah. are sacrificing their bodies for this and game. And doing, doing roids too. At the high school to be our gladiators. And while I love the game more than anybody, I think it, we're going to, we're going to hear a lot and see a lot about maybe making some changes to, there aren't. I don't think there's too many other games where you just line up and hit each other every time. Joe, do you have a betting app on your phone? Uh, not not in this state. Uh, uh, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> not in this state <laughs> because. Uh, they, Joe, they, do you do do you do hard drugs? Not right now. <laughs> they've, made, no. uh, they've, they've made sports betting legal here, and I thought I'd be the first guy in line. I've never made a bet yet. I go to Good. see Bob. I go to Vegas, and I'll yeah, yeah. make bets all day That's long. Okay. You are it's just okay. so much fun to see in Vegas. All right, guys, <laughs> it was about all the time we have. I have one quick announcement that I meant to get to a little bit earlier, but uh, this was a great thing for us to wrap up on. Um it appears that I'm uh, going to be in your neck of the woods, Zip, in less than uh, two months. Oh, and sap time. It's going to be sap time as people who, uh, you know, follow us, both of you, uh, know. <laughs> 
Um, Lisa and I, when I got ill, sold the farm and moved into a smaller place for lots of reasons, uh, partially to be closer to family and friends on the West Coast, partially for sunshine, uh, to have less to maintain and all of that. The people who uh, purchased our, our maple syrup operation love the idea of it, and they're the sweetest, nicest people in the world. Uh, they were looking for someone to do the syrup, and I said, well, you know, I... If my health is good and everything is great, would you like me to come back? And they said, absolutely. So believe it or not, I and last year during maple syrup season, Zip knows, you all know, yeah. I was on chemo and radiation right. and keeping it a secret somehow. I don't know why I've, I, I'm not a secretive type person. I just didn't want to bother anybody with it. And um, I was also digesting the news that didn't, that was pretty grim at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I just want to mention this. The show uh, from now on is brought to you by Bob and Lisa's Maple Syrup. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> wow. Eating his own young. Yeah. And, um, Opportunist. well, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to sell enough to cover doing it. And, yes. uh, and also uh, I don't really sell it. I share it yes. with the, you people who are nice enough to support Small farmers like myself. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> in Vegas. <laughs> in Vegas, yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to gamble. Oh, by the way, I, when we moved to Vegas, so more coming up on the maple syrup, but that was the big uh, Vermont announcement. Yeah. When we moved to Vegas, uh, we looked at cost of living. Joe, you, you, you've looked at Eastern Washington because you thought maybe of retiring there someday. You know, there's no income tax here. The property taxes are super low. And what I read about Vegas is, as long as you don't drink and gamble, you're fine. <laughs> but if you're moving Vegas to save money and you like drinking and gambling, huh. think again. <laughs> and what they didn't mention is, if you like going to concerts, we'll get your money one way or the other, just you're like gonna, the casino, the Indian casinos did. You're, you're yeah, the tribal casino. And so I, you know, I, I, so. I got tickets to Foreigner, I got tickets to... Uh, sticks i got tickets to brian adams all these things coming up wow and um and it's great it's great and we're loving the sunshine but uh if any of you are close enough friends that i would return your call and i've seen <laughs> dozens of them on the text tonight and you're ever in vegas and we're around um that's another benefit of us friends just keep coming out here to visit us it's Did great you, uh, do the polar ice plunge or no uh so lisa said she was going to do the polar plunge she has uh, her relatives in Maine. Yeah, do it They're authentically. Real. Yeah, they go in Maine to the ocean, wade in, dunk in, and get themselves thoroughly wet, and then come running out screaming. Wade in ice water. <laughs> wade in ice water, children. So Lisa and I took a series of three photos three. where she took off her uh, sneaker. And rolled up her leg, her pant leg, <laughs> and she she dipped it down into the cold hot tub. Yes, and one one where she was getting close, and one where she put her ankle in and went, <laughs> and then pulled it out. So that that's her polar plunge. She's a, she's a blessing, by the way. I love my wife. I'm going to say that at the end of the podcast, she'll never hear it. But um, <laughs> no, life is too, good. By the way. And especially with what happened this week with Dory, a brother who uh, we all cared about, if you knew him, uh, you know, every day is precious. I want everyone out there listening to enjoy it. And 
Thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to contribute to uh, maybe some better lighting for Zip, perhaps a, a high-definition camera for uh, Ed, uh, go to patreon.com slash Bob Rivers and you know, throw, throw something in our tip jar. We're not trying to make it a business yet. And, yeah, but, uh, maybe uh, Porky P can uh, answer your cell, cell phone, but it might be a bit, a bit long. Yes. And, I do want to say one quick thing, Bob, on the yeah. maple syrup. You got me thinking here. First yeah. of all, or would you sell the whole lot to somebody? I had somebody inquire about that, an executive chef. Oh, he or, can't do that. Like, if they were like it if, if they were foolish, I'd have to think about it. But actually, it's really about all the all the many people who've sort of made it a tradition. Uh, and it's a, in a weird way, I'm still involved with people's mornings yep. when they get the maple syrup. So, uh, but. Having said that, <laughs> cross my palm. <laughs> uh, I, one, a friend of mine's a chef, and I went to his restaurant, and right. the, the most amazing thing I've ever had put maple syrup on. It was the tastiest bite I've ever had in right. my life, and you wouldn't you wouldn't guess what it was. Probably, I bet you've never you've probably put maple syrup on lots of things. I've put it. On Mrs. Rivers, I put it on everything. <laughs> oh, he had to go. He had to go there, Zip. Of course, you. you, you, you there, I can't, I can't think of something edible or kissable that I haven't put it on. So please, how, how about uh, seared scallops or shrimp? Have you ever yeah. tried maple syrup? I, with seafood? I don't eat seafood, but Lisa would love that. Yeah, and, and, we have a couple of tricks. Like bacon is incredible. Uh, they wow. do it at the Salish Lodge, by the way. They they um they, they grill their bacon in maple syrup and it gives us this incredible uh that's not bacon crunchy it's candy <laughs> oh it's candy it's candy bacon oh, um, what yeah. this is is scallop wrapped in bacon grilled and then on uh, the maple yeah. syrup glaze it's the Duke's heart smart treat <laughs> yeah very Here's tasty Here's the thing about maple syrup. So there's big companies that make it. They use huge things called reverse osmosis machines. Mm. They pull most of the sap, uh, most of the water out of the sap. They boil it for a much faster time because they have to make a profit on it. Volume. And it's not exactly the same as sort of semi-old-fashioned way that we do it. But you can buy maple syrup cheaply. If you want maple syrup, you go to Costco. They make deals for big, big amounts of it. Yeah, yeah guys, Canada has reserves, by the way, Bob. Yeah. Well, yeah. the way maple. they operate is not that, though. It's like they, Bill, he goes to Alaska. He picks the fish. He goes, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. He yes. goes to, down to Kentucky, and he makes the bourbon with Woodford's. I mean, they everything they That's do at wild. this restaurant, it's locally sourced or small back. Yeah, and local being Planet Earth, and I'm in Vermont. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, um, if you want Vermont maple syrup, you, yeah. it's weird. But, but what I'm saying is the cost is kind of prohibitive because uh, it costs us. It actually costs us a lot to make it, and we charge more than people could get it for. If uh, you know, we ship it for free, but you know, the cost of the USPS is rolled in, and so uh, yeah, we, if we sold it at wholesale, um, it would cost twice as much to make it as it costs to go out to the store and buy some. So it's a weird thing. Um, it, and it's really more about interacting with a lot of people. Again, you haven't given me a cash offer yet, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not <really> out. <laughs> Every man has his price, yeah. Joe. Yeah. 
But, well, they're uh, charging ten bucks for two scallops, so I think they're you know they're they're, they're counting some pretty quick. Uh, yes, but they, but they're enjoying their if, if profit margin, Joe. You're pretty close to Republican now, so I think you can That's understand. Right. Anyway, oh yeah, uh, restaurants are tough. Everything's expensive. Yeah. Hats off to Joe for being a teacher, by the way. Yeah, yes. cheers, my friend. Noble, right. a noble job, man. All right, Thank more uh, more next week when we try the. If, if you're wondering why we didn't send you a notice of what time the stream was starting. It's because we still haven't got our stuff together. I had the surgery. I didn't get that feature that I had promised you next week. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to promise to you sometime this year. We'll get that feature working. I'm going to try for next week. Um, and uh, you can always get the podcast on demand at Spotify or Apple or any of the places you would normally get it. It usually takes a day or two to finish producing and put it up there. And as far as the live streaming goes, you can go to... Um, you know, my uh, Bob River show page, which show posts on as well. And you can uh, go to that page and find it anytime, all of them, uh, if you want to watch them from the beginning. We do appreciate you being out there. And uh, last word, Zip, what's, your, what's the final words of the show? Sniffle, sniffle. <laughs> Bob and Zip show.